full of cinematic garbage. One man will be your filter. Welcome to Movies Worth Seeing. With your host, Michael Pishinary. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Oz Culture Podcast. I am your host, Michael Pishinary, ready for another great, grand movie review of the exciting, spectacular Batman. Oh, wait, no. No, this isn't Batman. This is, uh, what is this movie called again? Fuck. Um, Oh, Morbius, that's right. Sorry, this movie's so forgettable, I almost forgot the fucking title. This is Morbius, yes. The latest movie to come out of Sony Studios. I recently reviewed another Sony Studios movie called Uncharted, which was also very forgettable and generic and relied on a lot of movie tropes and cliches. And big surprise here, Sony did the exact same thing with this movie. One of the things I don't understand about Sony is you have access to so many things, resources, you know, the budget of these movies is spectacular. Most of the time, the visual effects look great. Why don't you hire some fucking writers that know how to write a damn story, though? It just doesn't make sense to me. You invest in all these other areas of a film, but the one thing that people care about the most is the story. And for whatever reason, Sony, to me, is like, at this point, they remind me of like a a sleazy pickup artist trying to pick up women at a bar that like you see some guy trying to approach a girl and he's trying really hard to get with this girl and this girl's giving him nothing, right? And she's at the point where she's like, get away from me. And he's still going like, come on, babe. That is how I feel Sony are with these fucking movies. Why are they so adamant about trying to make spinoffs to Spider-Man movies? You just can't do it. Like Joker was a one in a million film where it was not about action set pieces, not about over-the-top glorified CGI mess fights or anything like that. It's simple. It's simplicity is what makes it work. And the fact that it had a clear direction, it had clear questions for what it wanted to ask the viewer about whether Joker was a hero, whether he was mistreated, whether he was created out of society or other factors. But the point is, like, it has this amazing ability to make you feel sympathy for a villain who, by the end of the movie, is clearly the villain. One thing that this movie does not do well at all is have a clear character arc. It has no direction, no question to leave the viewer on, and has no idea what it's trying to say, what it's trying to prove. All it does is give you this villain that, has no real flaws or issue that it needs to solve. And by the end of the film, you aren't left thinking about anything. Now, I was not a big fan of Venom. Venom 1 was just there. You know, it was strange. It was a strange film for me watching it because to me, it reminded me of 
old superhero movies from like the early 2000s where they didn't know what works yet. They didn't realize what the formula was. So, they were just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And essentially, that's what again happens here in Morbius. They throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. But the other thing is they don't try anything new and they just rehash They rehash stuff from Batman. They rehash stuff from vampire movies. They rehash stuff from old 2000s Marvel movies that were shit. If you're going to rehash stuff, take stuff from old movies that worked. So anyway, I actually really didn't want to watch this movie. And this is one of those clear examples where I should have thought about this. One of the things I did was on my Instagram, I put up a little poll and I had people vote between Morbius, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and other bad guys, a DreamWorks animation film. They, Yeah. I thought that people were not going to pick Morbius because it's so boring and has no, like, nothing interesting about it from the trailers. I thought no one's going to want to hear me tear it apart. And lo and behold, that's the movie that got the highest votes. So, thank you. Thank you to my loyal. (laughs) Thank you to my fans that gave me this great gift of an experience. Anyway, for those that don't know... Morbius tells the story of uh, Dr. Michael Morbius. He has a condition. He's, I don't know the name of that condition, but he's like where he's he's not fully functional physically. He has crutches and can barely walk. And he has a friend who also suffers from the same disease, but he's pretty much been spending his whole life trying to investigate and find a cure for this disease. And somehow, it's not explained very well, he comes across the idea of just fusing vampire bat DNA with humans. And he tries it once on a mouse. The mouse survives. And lo and behold, there is our movie's plot. (laughs) Oh, God. So, he does an experiment on himself, injecting the serum into him and realizes that now he has the ability to fly stalk people from the shadows and he has an affiliation with bats and yeah it's interesting there were so many scenes of this movie that i watched and i thought to myself this looks like this could be a deleted scene from batman begins because the imagery everything just screams to me batman begins even the music has this hans zimmer feel Not as iconic, but it definitely had this vibe, like it sounded super similar. And that's pretty much where the main main crux of the problem is for this movie, is it doesn't know what it wants to do. It also wastes a lot of actors that I don't know why they're in it. Tyrese Gibson is in this movie. I don't know why. His character adds nothing. And... Not to, this isn't a knock at Tyrese Gibson. I just don't understand why he's in the movie because, number one, the character has no jokes, no humor. He's not, you know, cracking one-liners. And when you see him in the movie, all you're thinking to yourself is, this seems out of place. You know, you feel like you're watching Fast and the Furious and it just doesn't match the tone. He's trying to act all serious. Like, you can tell the actor is trying to shed something from Fast and Furious and try something different here. But the film doesn't allow him to do anything about that. He plays a cop that has these really 
shit lines of dialogue. There's one line of dialogue in the movie trailer. And when I watched the movie, that the trailer, that's how I knew this was going to be generic as fuck. He's like, come on, Dr. Michael Morbius, you don't take lives, you save them. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, just so. And the way it was delivered was so just, nah. You don't take lives, you save them. It's a bit like Jared Leto's line delivery throughout this whole movie. He has this way of delivering all of his lines the exact same tonality, and it's so boring to listen to. And there's these brief moments in the film where you read it, like you listen to it and you think to yourself, that was meant to be a joke. But it's said in a way that destroys the joke, that it's it's completely unusable as a joke and might as well be cut out of the movie. Speaking of things being cut out of the movie, there appears to be a lot of footage that was cut out of this film to the point where you can actually feel these jarring cuts when you watch certain scenes of the movie, the way they've cut it down, it seems like there's these kind of uncomfortable jump cuts where you don't understand why it was edited that way. Then they do things where they'll have a voice from a scene and then they'll cut to a new scene, but that voice is carrying over. And I'm sure that's like an actual editing technique that is used in other films. But they do it a few times here and it doesn't work. It feels weird. You feel out of place, like you're not where the action is. And it feels like that in a lot of scenes in this movie to the point where it is distracting you. It's weird choices and it makes me feel like this is obviously one of those movies that a lot was cut out. I've heard stories that the film was delayed like for two years. Who knows what could have happened in these two years? It definitely feels like another case of there probably was a lot more to this movie. There probably was more potential for something else. And there was some kind of foundation there to build off. But for whatever reason, some people come in, new voices come in and out and they go, oh, you know, the movie was delayed. The Batman just came out and the Batman's doing really well at the box office. We've got to be like the Batman. Take out all this shit. Put this shit in. Reshoot this. Do that. Rah, rah, rah. Oh, uh, people like Spider-Man. We've got to put in tie-ins to that. And you can feel it. You can tell something is definitely wrong. And I hate that. I really fucking hate it. Like, Sony, just focus on your movie. Just focus on this one movie. Not everything has to fucking tie in to a million other fucking movies. When I watch the movie, I just want the one movie I'm watching to be done right. I don't need to know that it's going to lead to 20 other fucking movies. Get one done right. You fucked up with Venom. So learn from that. I didn't watch Venom 2. I'm probably never going to watch it unless I review it and tear the shit out of it. Uh, Anyway, the film overall, it just lacks fun. One of the things I really don't like with these type of movies is an over-reliance on CGI for the climactic battles or for any kind of battle. There is legit, I don't know if anything is done practically in this movie. No fight scenes of any kind. 
the final boss, the final boss fight, as if it, it looks like it's a fucking video game. That's why <laughs> the final boss fight has so much visual effects, but you don't know what's going on. It reminded me a lot of the final battle in Man of Steel, where so much of shit is thrown at the screen that you don't know what is going on. You can't see any struggle. It's really ridiculous. It didn't look as bad as Venom, because at least in this film, like you had two characters that looked somewhat different, whereas in Venom 1, both of the symbiote characters look the exact fucking same, so it becomes a total mess. But I'll definitely say, if you didn't like the climactic battle in Venom, you definitely won't like this battle. Again, don't know why they keep doing it. I've never seen a movie review of any of these movies where they say, hey, you know that climactic battle with all the CGI and shit? The over-reliance of CGI? We want more of that. We love those fucking battles where we can't see what the fuck is going on. Please do more, Sony. And that's exactly what you get here. Again, another thing that really doesn't work for the film is it brings back this tired trope of a lot of superhero films do this where the main character has a friend who they have a very close relationship with. And once you're like pretty far into the movie, if there's no other character kind of set up, it's pretty clear as day that they're going to be the villain, that they're going to turn. And it's not so much that it can't be done. Obviously, it can be done. We've seen that done. But the problem is when it's done with a lack of motivation, the motivation doesn't feel clear with the villain of this movie. It just feels like they go from friend to foe in a matter of seconds and you don't care about it because you don't understand it. You don't understand why this person is like this. You don't know enough about them. And this film is no exception. Having said that, though, the one of few bright spots of this movie is Matt Smith. Choose the fuck out of the scenery. And I'm so glad to see someone have fun with this shit show. He's so fun when he's on screen. He's really good. Uh, I'm not too familiar with his work, so I can't really comment. But after watching this film, I want to see more of his stuff. After watching this film, I was like, I need to see what this guy does. Because if this is what this guy does with a fucking shit script and a total lack of backstory for his character, what does he do when the script is actually good? Because he's fighting hard to make this entertaining. So, hats off to him. You know, hats off to Jared Leto in that, like, as far as I didn't like the delivery of lines and this tonality choice he made to do the same kind of tone throughout the whole movie, I can still see him being a hero. Like, I was still invested in him. I still felt sympathy at times for him. It's just a classic case of the script let him down. I mentioned this before, but yeah, I just want to reiterate, I hate when movies use trailers to lie about things that don't fucking happen or they change lines. It's like if you were going to Subway and you saw them make the sandwich for you and then you went to eat it and (laughs) you're like, yep, I want chicken in this sandwich. I want lettuce, tomato, all that stuff. And then you bite into it and you taste tuna. It's like, 
Why are you lying to me like that? Why do that, Subway? But in this case, it's Sony. It's such a dick move. Like, the trailer is the big hook of the movie that's getting me to come see this movie. And it's not anything crazy that was lied about in the trailers. Like, it was things that they, some things they did, but just differently. But I just, I just don't like it when that's done because it proves to me that they weren't clear on whatever the vision is to the point where they've lied and showed things in the trailers that aren't in the final product. It also shows that there's a lack of hope on the studio's end to be like, yeah, this movie's going to do well. Because if you believed in the fucking movie, you would put actual scenes that are in the movie. You know, just show us what you fucking showed us. Some good things. The effects with the face transformations, it's it's not bad. Like, it's not too bad. I don't mind it. It's creepy. It's like it's got a ferocity to it. It's good. I don't mind it. There are times when the visual effects don't look too bad and it is kind of cool. Some of the, like, the when they get Morbius to fly, I like that stuff. I like the way they made it look. I like the colors. Yeah, so that's... One thing I did like, without spoiling it, I feel that this movie has a very sudden ending where, yes, you know, the opponent, the villain of the movie is defeated, but still it's kind of like, blah. Like, you could tell the execs were probably watching this movie and they were like, what the hell do we do? Like, how are we going to give them like this happy feel good moment to go home like i don't know just fucking fade to black we got 10 million post credit scenes that we're going to foot fucking throw in anyway all right cool we'll just do that and it's just it's weird i when it faded to black i was just like very unsatisfied it felt like someone had just prematurely ejaculated i was like what the fuck really like there's not like another scene or something. And I know people were going to say, well, it's the post credit scenes, but call me old school. I like it when that good moment is actually in the movie, not part of a post credit scene. And regardless what the post credit scenes were is separate because they're always about setting up the next movie. That's separate. It's just, I don't know. It just feels like a giant black hole of blah, very jarring. You feel like it's like you have to watch it for yourself. You have to see it to believe it because me telling you it ends in a fucking very sudden way of you. It just doesn't even get it across. Hopefully you don't see the movie though. I only watched it because I had to watch it for the sake of this review. There's no fucking way I was going to watch it otherwise. If Joker is Coca-Cola, this movie is RC fucking home brand cola made out of your best mate's fucking den shed in the backyard. That's what this was. Not even close. Not even close. And the other thing as well, the more I think about it, the movie went for like probably an hour and 45 minutes, something like that. It's very dull. Like there's not a lot of action in this movie. And when there is action... It's like the movie's in a rush to fucking wrap it up and move on to more shit exposition dumps. And it's, yeah, when something fun is able to pop up, they don't let it breathe. 
they like rush through it as if people want to get back to, as if I was saying to myself, no, 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 I need more fucking conversations between people where it's obvious that shit has been cut out. Give me more of that. I don't want to see the fucking vampire fly or kill people or bite into people, which brings up another thing. If you like vampire movies, you might notice that all the best vampire movies usually have blood. This movie doesn't. Don't know why. Maybe having this film be rated like MA would have helped. At least adding a bit more like blood and and violence could have given it something. At least these type of movies can be elevated and you can be like, well, at least it's fun. But this movie didn't have that. In fact, this movie has weird moments where the sound effects, it sounds like there would be blood dripping or coming out of a dude. Like as if they left the sound effects of that in the movie. And then someone said, yeah, can we just cut out all the blood completely? Just sanitize the shit out of it. And yeah, there must have been a miscommunication because it seems like on one hand they wanted to go that way. And then they decided not to at the last minute. It just seems lame. Like you've got Blade. You got the Blade trilogy. They're a Marvel property. Vampires, when I think vampires and badass vampire movies, I want to see some fucking blood. And there was mentioning that this character would cross over with Blade at some point when they reboot Blade. Why not put some blood, man? You know, Blade, those movies had blood and they're fucking fun and gory as fuck. Put some of that in there. You know the movie is going to be shit story-wise. You might as well glam it up with some blood. Anyway, it's lame. It's just lame. A vampire with no blood's fucking lame. 100%. I don't think this movie's going to do well at the box office because a lot of critic reviews have slammed the movie and said, reiterated pretty much what I've already said or what other YouTubers have said. And they're right. The reviews that I did read were pretty spot on. In fact, let's have a look at some of the reviews. I never thought I would say to myself, man, I wish I'd watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2 instead. (laughs) Fuck. Wow. Okie dokie. Morbius has a 16% tomato meter and a 70% audience score. Let's go through some of our... Okay. Amanda Mazzillo from Amanda Mazzillo Cinematic Adventures writes, Morbius sometimes works great, but these memorable moments are spaced too sporadically throughout the film. It's worth watching to see the delightful performance from Matt Smith. Hell yeah, Matt, you fucking saved this movie. She goes, who perfectly balances the campiest moments with the most emotional. Yeah, that I 100% agree with Amanda. Like, Matt Smith was, seemed to be the only dude that knew what movie he was making and leaned into the campiness, and it works to add some levity to the movie. Jason Schwan, probably butchered your name, from Nashville Scene, he said, It's unfair but mostly accurate to call Morbius a speed bump in the trajectory of comic book films. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a nothing movie. It means nothing for those that are fans of the cinematic universe and are always like curious to know where, what direction is it going. It's very 
you don't need to watch it. You don't miss anything. And I highly doubt they're going to build on it with future movies and people are going to be like, damn, oh, no, I didn't know about this reveal and this cliffhanger. Fuck, I really wish I had watched Morbius to know that. No. Andy Lee from Daily Express UK says... Here's Jared Leto, ditched from the DC Extended Universe for his hammy take on the Joker, starring in his first solo movie for Marvel. It's the dullest film to ever carry that flickering logo. One out of five. Fuck. It is interesting, eh? He went, like, Andy brings up a good point. Like, Jared went from one extreme, being super over the top as the Joker, and overly course-corrected as he does Morbius into being flat and like serious to the point where he's not even fun for when the jokes pop all right last one tim Braden from alternate ending just plain miserable to sit through offering almost nothing pleasurable either ironically or unironically 1.5 out of 5 fuck man i mean it's sad but true that is the film my final review is honestly if you're a superhero fan, stay away. This film just doesn't really offer a lot. It doesn't leave you with anything memorable and it's not going to leave you excited for whatever else Sony has left up its sleeve. And it's just more of the same tired shit that you've seen with Venom 1 and Venom 2. If you didn't like those films, then there's definitely no reason to check out Morbius. And with the other films that are out now, I've actually heard good things about Sonic 2 and The Bad Guys, which is a DreamWorks animation film. I would definitely recommend you check those out instead. I would stay away from Morbius. My final thoughts are that Morbius is one of those films that reminds us of the superhero films from yesteryear in that it brings back a lot of tropes that we didn't like, for some reason, resurrecting those tropes. It has a flat script with actors that are trying very hard to do the best they can with what was essentially a butchered film. The film has a lot of editing errors and a lot of jarring shots and cuts that just leave you feeling disoriented. And CGI battles that will leave you confused as to what the fuck is going on. Anyway, that's the show, guys. So, if you enjoyed this podcast, give us some love, subscribe, and leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you are listening to this podcast so that we can continue or I can continue to bring you this podcast and that you can share some love or constructive criticism, whatever. Bam, I am out. Thank you for listening to Movies Worth Seeing. Make sure to like and share the show and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Michael Pish Podcasting and watch movie reviews, audience reaction videos, and other fun content on our YouTube channel at Michael Pishonary. <laughs> <laughs>